Happy Sabbath. Um, today, you guys, I'm going to be sharing my experience from Hawaii, um, how God led me to a beautiful place of paradise, and how uh, I had to have faith to overcome my fear, um, not only in this uh, trip and for me going on it, but just in my whole journey in life. Uh, before I get into it, let's just say another word of prayer. If you guys want to bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. Thank you for such a beautiful high Sabbath day. Thank you, God, for all your people being in one accord today. God, we pray for your Holy Spirit to just dwell with us right now, God. May your words come out of my mouth and not my own. And let this testimony, this experience, just show your miracles to the people that trust and love you. And just show us faith over our fears. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so faith and fear, they both have something in common. Can you guys guess what that would be? They both, they, no, not that, but they both cause us to believe in something that we can't see. So when we see all of the things on the news and all of the, the murders and all the, the terrorist attacks and you see the Pope and the state trying to join together in one union, you start to wonder, and when eyes have not seen and ears have not heard God's word, there becomes uncertainty. And from that uncertainty, there becomes fear. So the scripture was today, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the faith and hearing by the word of God. So when we come here to church, when we do Bible studies, when we do outreach, when we hear the word of God, it increases our faith. And it makes us become someone and something that we never even thought we can accomplish or do because it's not us. It truly isn't. It's God. And so I'm going to show you guys a little bit how my faith increased by just trusting in God. So in, in January of this, earlier this year, in 2016, I, uh, Taj Pakleb came to Pastor Zach's ordination. And uh, Olga and David, uh, that aren't here right now, and we'll pray for them as well, but uh, they're like, you have to meet Taj Pakleb, Terrence. You have to meet him. And I said, uh, I'll meet him. I, you know, I'll meet him. Okay. And so we were in the fellowship hall, and they're like, Terrence, he's right here. He's right here. And I said, okay, I'll meet Taj. So I got to meet Taj. We were both excited, and he said, what's your deepest aspirations, Terrence? And I said, my deepest aspirations, Taj, is to become an evangelist. And he said, well, guess what? I'm an evangelist, and there's going to be a prophecy seminar in Hawaii. You're welcome to come, with, you're welcome to, come to it. In my mind, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to come to it because I don't know about my finances. I don't know if my job's going to lift me. And I started to doubt. I started to have fear. And then about, I'd say a couple weeks later, uh, in, in the end of January, January 31st, February 1st, uh, there was a, at my work, Kennedy Club Fitness, there is a, uh, there's this place, there's um, this, excuse me, this group called SATCOM, which is Satellite Communications. And they were soon to expire. The deal was going to go out, and that was $25,000 to $30,000 in revenue for Kennedy Club Fitness a year. And my boss was disappointed, and he said, hey, you know what? I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to lose this twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year. I don't know what's going to happen. And I said, you know what? I'm going to close that deal. And actually, I'm not going to close that deal. God's going to close that deal. And he said, what are you talking about? Because he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. And I said, well, just watch. God's going to close that deal. We're going to get that twenty-five dollars to $30,000 back on Kennedy Club Fitnesses um, on, their, on their books. We're going to get it back. 
And I walked out of the office, and I was like, well, Terrence, you, you told him, and you're going to have to come through with, with what you just said. And I, you're going to have to trust in God to hopefully, you know, I mean, not hopefully, but in faith, knowing that he'll come through for you and he'll provide. Two weeks later after that, I'm sitting down, and I'm talking, and I get to meet Raymond, Rachel, and little Marley, the Duplass family, or Duplassé, excuse me. Um, and I meet him, and I'm talking with him, and he's like, Terrence, I know you work at Kennedy Club Fitness, and I'm like, yeah, I do work at Kennedy Club Fitness, and, and what's going on with you? What's, I didn't know he worked in SATCOM. I didn't know he was a sergeant. I didn't know that God was not only bringing something together by my faith and trusting and saying that, hey, I'm going to close this deal, but he used somebody within this own church. You see that blessing? So we started corresponding, going back and forth from emails. It was still February. It went into March. I ended up going to Army Bible Camp. Praise God. If you guys have ever been to it, it's a blessing. Ivor Myers, the former pastor uh, that used to be at this church, he, he, he runs it. And I was there for five days. I was tremendously blessed. It's, it's an experience that you have to go through. You have to go to Army. You have to go to uh, these retreats, SoCal. It's just such an amazing experience, and it just it revives your spirit. It revives your soul, and when you come back to the church, you're on fire. So I was out there, and I gave my testimony. I came back, and I said, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen with the SATCOM because it's already been going on for over a month. We've been talking back and forth. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Taj Paklib's seminar. I want to go to it, and I want to experience it. I don't know how I'm going to go to it, but I've had this much faith so far. And God's led me this far, so I'm going to buy my plane ticket. I emailed Taj, and I said, on April 6th, I said, hey, Taj, I'm coming out to Hawaii. I did not have any finances to go. I did not have the time off of work. I didn't have any of it. And I bought my plane ticket, $750 plane ticket. And on April 27th, there was a check for $12,300 that showed up to Kennedy Club Fitness, and that was SATCOM. The DOD approved of it, and Ray and I, God blessed us, and we were able to work together by faith in God, and the check had came. And that's just half of it. The other half's going to come in another six months to Kennedy Club Fitness. Praise God. So after that, I was like, you know what, Matt? My boss, I walked in the office, and he's like, you're right. It came through. The check, it, the, the account, the SATCOM, it, it closed. Praise God. That's what I said in my mind. For him, I was going to say, hey, you, you said you were going to believe in God now, though, right? But I didn't want, uh, I didn't want to have me be uh, the person that convicts. I want God to be, right? And we want to do it in a loving, compassionate way. So I didn't say too much. I just said, praise God. And you know what I mean? He, he came through and said, guess what, Matt? After April 27th, when I talked to him, it was about a week later. And I said, hey, Matt, it was in May now. And I said, hey, Matt, um, by the way, uh, I just have a quick question. And he said, well, what's that, Terrence? Sit down. You look kind of uh, like you're up to something or I don't know what. And I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be going on a mission trip. And he said, you are. And I said, yes. And I said, it's going to be in the month of June. And he said, okay, you mean the whole month of June? And I said, yeah. And he's like, okay, Terrence, so where are you going to go? And I said, well, I'm going to be going to Hawaii. And he looks at me and he's like, are you serious? That's not a bad place to go. 
You could have gone to Barstow. You could have gone anywhere else besides Hawaii for a month. So it's such a blessing. And he said, you know what? He looked at me and he said, you know what? I'm going to let you have the time off to go to Hawaii. I'm going to let you go. So praise God, on June 1st, I was able to embark on a journey uh, to go to Hawaii. I got the time off. And on June 1st, I, I started out, I went to San Luis Obispo, and I see my little brother Michael. If some of you guys don't know him, he's uh, definitely an interesting person. He's, he's funny. Uh, we almost look similar, but he's just a little bit bigger, right? He's my younger brother, not my little brother, because he's taller than me. And then I got traveled a little bit farther down south to Santa Barbara, got to see my grandma, got to talk with her, and it was just such a blessing. I was like, wow, God, you have me being able to visit my family right before I'm about to go to paradise. And it was my sister's birthday on June 1st, and I was able to give her a birthday present. I was able to talk with her. I was able to pray with her right before I was going to go to Hawaii. It was such an amazing experience, and so many things had happened in my life up until this point, and God's just truly blessing I went down from Santa Barbara, and I spent the night at my uh, aunt and uncle's house, Kathleen and, and Pete. We went on a morning run. It was at 5.30 a.m. I was excited. I got up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Hawaii today. <laughs> Couldn't believe it, right? Who has all been to Hawaii? Oh, that's a, large, that's a large amount. So you guys already know the excitement, and not only for just a couple days, but for a whole month. And I'm not going on a vacation to lay on a beach. I'm going, on a vaca- or, excuse me, I'm going on a mission to serve God and to show other people what he's done in my life with my own testimony. And that's the greatest thing we have is our testimony. Because it's a living and walking miracle of who you are and what God has done through you. And it increases other people's faith. It's such a blessing. So we went on a run. And uh, you know what? It was, it was definitely a blessing. I felt rejuvenated afterwards. And I was just so happy. Got on my plane later on that day, around 4.35. I was so happy. Uh, I was like, I'm finally going to Hawaii. I couldn't get the smile off my face. And as the flight attendant was, I was talking with her, I just said, she said, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to take a picture real quick. I haven't been on a plane to Hawaii, so I got I to gotta experience this moment. So she's like, okay, I guess you can, you can go ahead and do that. Showed up to Hawaii and it was during the evening time. I'm showing you guys, a, uh, this is Revelation of Hope, 2016. There's about 18 to 20 of us. And we all were there in different walks of our life and, 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 and how far God has brought in us. And I showed up there that night. And uh, in the next morning, I went on a run. And I got to see these beautiful palm trees. And I was in Hilo, Hawaii. That's where we landed. That's where we were staying, on the big island. And I was running at 5.30 in the morning because that's what I like to do. Uh, I like to work out. I like to exercise. And I met Gavin. And I say Shaka Bra because I forgot his name. So they just call each other Bra. So that's what I got accustomed to. So I just called him Shaka Bra. But Gavin and his friend were fishing with the old school fishing net like back in, you know, the biblical days um, when they didn't have, you know, a fishing pole and a rod. And they were fishing with the net. And I know you can't see it. But there was a fishing net in his hand right over, right over there. And I said, I was running, and, I, and I, I was about 10 feet away from him. And I'm like, hey. And he turned around and scared, and he's like, what, man? He's like, you scared me. And I was like, sorry, I don't mean to scare you, man. He's like, okay, so what's up? And I was like, my name's Terrence. I just came from the mainland. And he's like, okay. 
And I was like, well, what's your name? He's all, my name's Gavin. And I was like, okay, nice to meet you, Gavin. And his friend was off, you know, over there. And I could tell they were a little bit intoxicated. I could tell um, something was, you know, going on. But I, that didn't bother me because I, I came from a past like that. I, I could relate. I could understand what he's going through. So I talked with Gavin, and I was like, you know what? Why are you guys fishing at 5.30 in the morning? He said, well, you know what, Terrence? I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. And I was like, yeah, I know how that it is. I do. I was unemployed for about nine months, you know, before, and I know how, you know, it's hard when you don't have money, and you don't have a lot of hope, you don't have a lot of faith, and you start using drugs to kind of get you out of the reality that you're in. So I said, I know. And we talked for a little while, and I told him that I was going to be staying here for a month. And he's like, oh, can I be your tour guide? And I said, you know what? Maybe you could be my tour guide. And his friend's like, yeah, and we won't even charge you that much. And I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) You guys don't know that I'm here with locals, the whole church family that knows this whole entire island. I didn't tell them that, but I was thinking in my head. And I was like, okay, you know what? You you could be our tour guide maybe. That's Shaka Bra that said that. And then I said, you know what, Gavin and Shaka Bra, I was like, can you guys, can we pray together? And Gavin looked at me, and he's like, looked at his friend. He's like, yeah, you can. I said, okay. So I prayed with them. And it was such a blessing because I was able to pray a prayer with them and ask God to forgive us for all our sins. And something came about because after I got done praying, I said, in Jesus' name, amen. I looked up and I seen Gavin smiling. And I was walking away and I heard him and he's, and he's before I got out of ears reach. And he said, he said, that was the second, that was the second time. But I didn't know what he was saying. That was the second time. And I'll finish the rest of the story about um, Gavin in a second. And you, I'm going to lead you guys through it. And I apologize about the, some of the titling because I did all of the PowerPoint on my phone. And we just transferred it. It was a, it was a miracle how this all happened, this whole presentation. And so at, early in the morning, I'm going to give you guys a rundown of what we do. So it was boot camp. Uh, we were woke up at uh, 8 o'clock or a little bit before that, 7 or some of us, we were waking up at 6 to do our devotional time. We'd go to boot camp in the morning and we'd all work out. We'd get a physical workout, right? And we'd also get a spiritual workout. We prayed together because a team that prays together stays together and God is good. We ate after that. We ate brunch and this was actually on, we, sometimes, most of the time we ate in the kitchen, but this was a good moment for us. You can see, if you can, there's a lot of people laughing all on that table. Kiyoki, one of the team leaders, he had said a joke or something, and every, the whole table just bursted laughing. And I don't know how, but I was able to take a picture, uh, a snapshot real quick, because I always had my phone out taking pictures, because I wanted to capture every moment of Hawaii while I was there. I've never been to a place like this. Then after that, uh, we would go and we'd have a community outreach. First, we had worship in the church, and we pray about what we were about to do, and we'd pray about the souls that we'd come in touch with, and we'd pray for God to intercede and His Holy Spirit and Him for Him to speak through us. So, because we don't know what people's situations are. We don't know what's going on in their lives, but God does. And God gives us the words to say to people. He does all the time. So we would do outreach. So this is uh, the Revelation of Hope. This was like the, a pamphlet, a flyer. We go to a different, we go door knocking, we go to Walmart, we go all over the place. And we went to Four Mile Beach. So this is a beach not too far from Hilo, it's about uh, four miles <laughs> from where we were at. <laughs> and uh, 
this is Four Mile Beach. And we were going out there, and we had a guy with a, with a um, ukulele. And we had another person, uh, her name was Cece. She had a violin. And then we had some beautiful Revelation of Hope singers, uh, Joe, Uwe, and I guess I became one. <laughs> I can sing kind of. <laughs> but praise God. So we were singing for people. So we, we went up to groups of people. We were standing there for a second. People were just kind of looking at us. And so we're like, hey, let's, let's just go up to people and just ask them if we could sing for them. So we started singing hymns to people. And, we, and people were actually were more impressed with us being able to come up and sing. And they were so blessed. And from our understanding, we're like, well, we're going to go out here. We're going to see what we can do. And God truly truly worked um, through us by being able to sing to these people. And actually, we went up. We don't know what's going on, right? Like I just said, we don't know what's happening in people's lives. We went up to this large group. There's about 30 to 40 people congregated in this picnic area. And it was a funeral reception. We did not know that. We went up there, and we started singing. And some of the family members stopped what they were doing. Some of them were drinking. They put down their beers. And they came up, and they, start, and they all congregated a little bit around, and they started paying attention. And we're like, we sing a song, a hymn, and then we sing another one. And they're like, can you do another one? Can you do another one? And we're like, yeah. Yeah, we can. So we finally finished with our third hymn. And then we said, can, can we pray for you? They said yes. And we're like, well, well what's Joe, the, the big guy? He's like, well, what's your prayer request? What, what would you like for us to pray for you? And they said, well, this is a funeral reception. And then all of us looked at one another and were like, wow, this is a true blessing. And they asked us to pray for the person that had died. It was one of their family members. So we started to pray. And after that prayer, they asked if we wanted food and they asked if we, you know, if we wanted meat, <laughs> right? So a barbecue and stuff like that, we, we politely declined and said no, but thank you. Um, and we went from there. And door knocking, you'll see something like this. So it says, no religious missionary. If you insist on knocking, then we will require your address so we can go to your door and talk to you about your convictions. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a little bit crazy? We're going to talk to you about your convictions, meaning, are we criminals? Are we going to your house to steal something? Are we trying to help, and are we trying to present the Word of God? That's what we're trying to do. But you see that Satan, he tries to block. He tries to stop, and he'll be right at a person's door when God's knocking and asking to come in, and he won't allow it. He'll try to put little flyers up like this. That didn't discourage us. We understood that. We respected it. We didn't really knock on too many people's doors like this, even though we'll leave a flyer. Okay? You guys could still come. So after our outreach, we'd go and uh, we'd come back and we'd get to settle down a little bit. We'd take our second shower of the day uh, because there was about three showers we took every day. It was so humid out there, you guys. Uh, and everyone knows that going to Hawaii, it's, it's really humid. You have to take a lot of showers. So we got to eat our physical food. And then after that, we would eat, uh, we would get fed through the scriptures. And Taj would go up and present and Every night he presented, praise God, there were so many visitors that came just from the beginning. Just from the beginning, the congregation, um, excuse me, the church, they had, they, their pastor had left. He went to Maui. So the church, which reminded me of something that happened right here, the pastor had left. And so what happened with the church is some people 
weren't taking as much initiative and they, they, they didn't have someone to delegate roles and positions. So some people weren't uh, taking initiative to step up. So when we came, it seemed to be like everybody from the church was helping out. Praise God. Everybody from the church was gathering together. And that's truly what I seen here about, I'd say, a year and a half ago, was it? A bit, about a year ago? Almost or more, excuse me? Before Pastor Zach came, and I came into this church, and I thought Pastor Ivor Myers was going to be here. When I, and that's, that's my whole testimony as far as from my revelation on September 15th of 2014, and me walking through these doors on September 20th, and I'm saying, where's, where's Pastor Ivor Myers at? Where's he at? And Don Heiss tells me, he's like, you know what, Terrence, he's not here. Kind of got discouraged, kind of got sad, and I put my head down, and I was like, well, if he's not here, then I don't know if I want to be here. And then that told me, and I was so young in my own uh, Christian walk, and I didn't know that following after a man or someone that is, has so much as far as uh, influence, it almost seems like, right? But it's God that has the influence, influence through that man. And so I understood that after Don Hayes had prayed with me. He said, you know what, brother, can I pray with you real quick? And from that prayer, I had one foot out of the door and one foot in, and I stepped aside and I prayed with him, and then I ended up walking in. So thank you, Don Heiss. Thank you. You're a blessing. Okay, so back, back to Taj. He, he, he truly, he spoke the word of God, and he was so eloquent when he spoke, and people understood so much, and, and, and it was just such a blessing. It was truly a blessing. He would, he would make an appeals. He would ask people if they want to give their life to God, and a lot of people genuinely, with their whole hearts, were giving their life to God. They're finally experiencing and seeing something that we seen when we first came to God and that we're still experiencing. We're never full. We're never, we never know too much. We're always discovering. And God, just like a baby, he has to feed us just a little bit at a time. We can't, if we knew so much of the truth all at one time, it would almost discourage us. But he just feeds us enough in our life and he knows what we need when we need it at the time that we need it, because that is love. And that's God, because God is love. So then after, we would hand out uh, Bible studies, and we'd uh, hand out literature, and people would take it, and they'd leave. And then we'd, after that, we'd have a debrief meeting. And this is, I quoted it, lean on me, because as you could see, we were singing uh, hymns afterward when we debrief, and we pray, and we talk about the day and what had happened. And we'd see, uh, you know, how God was working in people. And from an earshot, we'd, we'd be able to tell, hey, you know what? Sister so-and-so and was saying this. And, and, and you're just seeing that, you know, that awe oh, or that wow moment. So many people were having that. And God was good, and he was just blessing us tremendously. So we were able to pray and, and, and have good times right after, before we went to bed. After that, the first week, uh, we went to... Uh, out we go on outings. So our schedule is we work from uh, we work from Monday. We have uh, Wednesday and excuse me Monday and Tuesday. We have Wednesday and Thursday off, but we work five days a week. So we work Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Sat or well Sabbath. Uh, we do outreach still, and then on Sunday. So this is me at at Black Sand Beach. So this is our first outing that we went on. This was a a, a tortoise or a Hawaiian turtle, right? The, I didn't know. <laughs> that there's a sanctuary, and they have rocks that are lined up around, and you're not supposed to go into those rocks. And then all of a sudden, I hear a lifeguard on a, on a PA system saying, sir, get out of there. And I'm like, well, what did I do? 
Did I do something wrong? I didn't know. So yeah, you did do something wrong, Terrence. So you were in the sanctuary of the turtles because you're not allowed to be within so much distance. And if you touch them, I think it's a $10,000 fine. $10,000. Does anybody have that just to hand out for touching a turtle? I don't. This is Taj Paklev. We became, we became the best of friends. It was, it was just from the beginning when I met him here at the church and he invited me. And when I got there, Taj and I, while he was able to talk, while he wasn't, you know I mean, so consumed by everything else that was going on in his prophecy seminar and he had some time, we were able to connect. We talked. And he said, hey, Terrence, after the meetings and when you have free time, I want you to ask me questions. I want to give you some of my experience so you could take it back to your church, so you could share it with them, so you could put it and implement it in your Christian walk. I want to help you. And that was a true blessing. Taj is an amazing, God-fearing man. And if you don't know him, I'd suggest that you can go on YouTube, you can go on Revelation of Hope, you can hear his seminars. He's, he's a young, uh, as far as evangelist, he's only 31 years old, and he travels international. He travels all over the world. He's going to five different countries in five months to preach the Word of God. He's over there in South Africa right now. And then we went to South Point. <laughs> okay, so this is the most southern point of the United States. And this is a 50-foot lava tube. So what happens with the lava tube is that uh, it goes, the tide goes into it, and it comes up, and it rises about eight feet, and then it drops. So you have to jump in this lava tube, and you have to jump out into the center because if you don't, there's rocks underneath that if you jump too close, and it's a 50-foot drop, so you could possibly hurt yourself. You could possibly die. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so me being me, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith, right? I'm just going to jump off this lava tube because I've seen other people. i seen one other person actually do it. I'm not going to say any names. And... Uh, it was one of our leaders, too, and, and so we just had so much fun doing that. After you drop, finally, uh, after you dive in, um, then you have, to climb up another, you have to climb up this ladder. And this ladder, it, it sways back and forth. So I felt like I was on American Ninja or something trying to climb up this thing. And uh, it, was, it was just it was something that was fun, and it was a good experience. And this is another part where you can run and you can jump off of it, too. This is Taj Paklip. He has uh, his imagery, so he takes underwater photos, and he's an amateur photographer. So he let me hold one of his cameras that has a fisheye lens. Then after that, we went to Green Sand Beach. We had a really good time. It's almost like emerald, gold, and green sand, something that we've never seen, and it's the only beach in the world that has green sand. This is another view, and I said, hey, Taj, I think it would be a blessing if you could take a picture of me while I have my hands spread out and just embracing this moment. And I prayed, and I just truly thank God for bringing me here and how my faith had, through God had brought me and him installing that in me had brought me to this beautiful place, which was Hawaii. So week two, we went to Rainbow, Rainbow Falls, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a testimony too because while we did an outreach there's this, gentleman, there's this gentleman named Justin had, that had been attending the meetings. And so I had a, kind of a troubled heart. Some things were happening back here. And I was kind of, you know, how Satan likes to distract you and try to, you know, when, when, you're, when the biggest blessing has happened to you, you'll notice that Satan will attack you the most and try to take your joy away. He'll try to steal your joy. He will. 
He'll do it every single time, but you need God's protection. So what had happened was I was walking, I was going down to the bay, Hilo Bay, and I seen a gentleman, and I noticed him, and he was crying. And I was like, well, I walked up to him, I'm like, hey, Justin? And he said, yeah, Terrence. And I said, well, what, what, what seems to be the problem? He said, you know, um, I don't think that God will forgive me for the sins that I've done. And I asked him, and I said, well, what, what kind of sins did you do, Justin? What, what have you done that God can't forgive you? His disciples did things that, you know, they probably thought they couldn't be forgiven for, for murder, for just different things. And I was like, God will forgive you for anything that you have done. And if you want to change your heart, and I've seen you coming to the meetings, and I've seen you come so far, what's the problem? And he said, you know what, Terrence, it's my girlfriend. And I said, wow, man, <laughs> we all deal with problems like that. I understand, Justin. So we walked down to the bay as Jesus would walk with us, and we were able to talk, and, and we were able to conversate, and I was able to give him, or God was able to give him some words through me to heal his troubled heart, to help him out. And here I am walking down to the bay because I have my own frustrations, my own problems, and there's a person, and God showed me, there's always somebody that's hurting way worse than you. And you have to be the example to lead and just trust in me, Terrence. Just trust in me. So we talked and we prayed and, and, and God definitely just interceded and helped. And, and uh, Justin was able to come back to the meetings. We've seen him. And that was during uh, the end of the first week. So then week number two, we went to Rainbow Falls. Then we went to Akaka Falls. And this is a 300-foot waterfall. And it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's truly beautiful to see um, God at work and be in his paradise. This is Taj uh, taking some of his uh, pictures. And this is a whole, it's like a bamboo forest. It was, it was a blessing. It was really nice. And this is like a rainforest. Some more pictures of some beautiful, of this beautiful place. Right, as we're walking in. And then there was fresh coconuts. All right, and then pineapples as well. Have you guys, when you guys went to Hawaii, were you able to drink out of a coconut? Yeah? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that's different. It's not as sweet as you think it was. And I, I, I was drinking it, and then Todd was like, hey, man, we got a bad one. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean we got a bad one? He's like, they, these, aren't, these aren't good. And I was like, oh, okay, Todd. I was like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> then we went to Waiopia uh, Beach, and we went snorkeling. Uh, so there was tropical fish. There was some, it, was, it was almost like, like what you would see in the movies. The water was so clear. It was so warm. And there was just truly it was just tropical fish. Then we went to YPO Valley. We got to walk. And, and how, many, how many people see horses in downtown city, uh, Pastor Little City Park? <laughs> You're not going to see that out here. So, but there is in Hawaii. And we walked down this really steep hill. We traveled uh, about a mile and a half, almost two miles, just to get to the beach on foot. We were able to see some horses. Taj and his imagery again. And we were able to see some, uh, another waterfall down there. Close and up personal. We finally got there. It was about, I'd say, a mile, about a mile to get there. And what had happened was on the, 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 the riptides and the... And um, the ocean, it would wash up against these rocks that we're walking on, and we have to stop, and then we'd have to go, and then sometimes we'd have to hold on to the rock to make sure that it didn't sweep us out to sea, and we finally got there, and we got to see this waterfall, and we got to take what's called Hawaiian shower. 
So we got to take a shower under the waterfall, and it was a blessing. So then after, okay, so there's some baptism appeals. So Taj, um, after the second week, the end of it, after we went over, um, as far as they went over the Antichrist, they went over uh, as far as keeping the Sabbath and what the true Sabbath day was. And as far as, for, especially for the Antichrist, um, some people that were of the Catholic um, religion, they, or excuse me, the Catholic, they didn't really take it, how should I say it, I didn't think that they were going to take it so well as they did, and some guy uh, had a, came up to Taj, and he's like, you know what, thank you for that truth, because I needed it, and he got brought up in that church, and he said he felt deceived from the moment that he had heard those words, and he felt a sense of happiness, and a sense of emotion and love that God had showed him truth. So God is definitely a blessing. He will reveal truth to you. So Taj made it an appeal. He's like, you know what? Uh, we're going to have baptisms at the end of the seminar. We're about two weeks through now. So he made an appeal, and some people came up. About 25 had started to come up. Excuse me. 25 people came up. And at the end, uh, and, I'll, and I'll talk to you about that, what the total number was, that ended up coming, but about 45 people to almost 50 people wanted to end up getting baptized. We still had to go through clearing and stuff like that, and I'll get to that right after the third week going into the fourth week. Um, over here, week number three here in Kona, so uh, we went through a forest that had, uh, I believe they're wet redwood trees. They're really high, su- super high, and uh, we got to go to Kona, then we got to see some more amazing beaches, and we got to spend some time, and that's me kissing a horse. Mr. Ed, he became my new best friend. <laughs> so uh, we got to see amazing things. We went to amazing beaches, and actually we got to stay in a mansion out there. We got to stay in, um, and actually he's, he's, one of our, he's one of our brothers in, in Christ that had gone to the Hilo, or excuse me, Kona um, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and this is just his vacation home that we were able to stay at. So 20 to 25 people were able to stay in one house. So it's a house, and it has different sections on it. And I don't know if I, yeah, I didn't be able, I didn't, I didn't put it in my slides, but I'll describe it real quick. It's a house, and it has uh, about four different sections off of the house. And there's um, a room downstairs in the main house where uh, certain, the leaders would sleep. And um, then they, off to the side, they had another room for, you know, that had like seven, eight more beds. And then they had the girls' room. And then when we got to Kona, we went manta ray diving. Now, I don't know if you've gotten to see manta rays, but this is some of the crew that was there. And uh, that's JP Loami. I don't know if you guys know Ipo or not. Does any, you guys know Ipo? So Ipo was here at this church, and she was a Bible worker. In 2010, her and Peter Chung, I don't know if you guys know who that is, he's also another Bible worker and he had come here in 2010 when I had came here as well. Uh, I came here for the War in Heaven series with the mother of my child named Lynetta. And her uh, grandma still comes here named Karen Coleman. And so uh, when I got there, I, I had seen them previously, but when I got there, her and Peter Chung were like, that's you. And I said, it's me. They're all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the guy that was at that house and you're Lynetta's you're, you're her, you were her boyfriend. And I was like, you know what? This is crazy because I totally forgot about that. And I started to remember and reminisce. And there we were. 
when I was so lost in 2010 and I had just come to church just because somebody wanted me to come to church, not because I wanted to in my own will, on my own will. So we start to notice that in our Christian life too. We'll start to do things before we even know what we're doing. And then when we truly give our lives to God, because we want to with our own heart and soul, right? Then the, the blessing comes. Then God starts bringing everything full circle and he's starting to show you the path that you were walking on and the path that he has you on now. And you could see the differences from 2010 till now. I was out in the world and I was doing so much things, you guys. I, was, I don't know if you guys know me or a lot of you do and a lot of you know, already know my testimony and I'm, I'm not able to share all of it right now, but just a small portion. I was, very, I was very far away from God. I was very far away from God and I was into some things that I shouldn't have been into as far as criminal activities, it ended me being locked up for the majority of my youth. And I was also in foster care. I was in, uh, you know, from 15 to 18, I was made a ward of the court. After that, tw- 19 to 21, I went to prison for assault with a deadly weapon. I was so far away from God. And in 2010, it was just a blessing just to come here and see what God's love and what he could do for me. But then I walked away. I don't know why I walked away, but I did. Okay, so on this boat, I became the captain for a moment. <laughs> and then we had a beautiful sunset. It was very nice. Then this is the beginning. So when we're going man ray diving, see there's a flat board, and it has neon lights on the side of it. So the neon lights attract the manta rays. And the manta rays, they're eating plankton, and they would come up and they do barrel rolls right next to you. You can't touch them because you have bacteria on your hands. And the manneries are cleaner than us. I don't know how, but <laughs> they are. Um, and so that's a manneray right there. If you could see its mouth, that's me throwing up the shaka because that's all I did while I was in Hawaii. Everything was shaka, bro. And um, that was a blessing. So uh, we also had, um, we went to the city of uh, refuge, and I'm going to get into that because that was one of my devotionals that I shared, and I'm going to share it with you guys. So the city of refuge, um, it was a place where people would come to, and this is, I don't know, 50, 100 years ago or more. If you had done something illegal or you had done something wrong to a family, they had by all rights and means to kill you, and they don't have to go to jail. But if you were able to uh, escape your, you know I mean, the people that were coming after you and make it to the city of refuge, those people couldn't attack you. Those people couldn't hurt you. You, it was a safe place, right? So if you guys want to turn to Psalms 18.2. And when you're there, say amen. Again, it's Psalms 18, verse 2. And it says, The Lord, my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And in some versions it says refuge as well. And refuge, the definition of it is a condition of being in a safe place, sheltered from pursuit, danger of trouble. And then it says something that providing a shelter, and it, it, it gives an example. The family came to be seen 
as a refuge from a harsh world. So when I was telling you about finding refuge in 2010 and back when I was so far away from God, and even when I came to the church finally in, on September 20th of 2014, I finally found my refuge. I finally found the safe place that I can come and understanding that the devil can't hurt me because he has no teeth. I just found out this morning. <laughs> he has no teeth. He's barking. He's trying to run after you. He's trying to break you down. He's trying to overwhelm you with debt. He's trying to overwhelm you with something that might be in your personal life as far as your health, as far as your marriage. He's doing things to you that are breaking you down, and he's trying to attack you in every single way. But when we come to God and we understand that he's our refuge, when we put our hands together and start to pray, we come into a connection with the Almighty Father that can overcome anything and any problem that you've ever been through. And anything you're going through right now, I'm saying that God will bring you through. Don't be discouraged. Don't be worried. Continue to walk in faith. Don't let fear of something that's happening in your life right now take you away from God and from the opportunities he's about to give to you and that he already has. He's blessed you so much. I could be dead right now. I could have overdosed from doing cocaine so many different times. And I'm being real with you guys right now because I understand where I could have been and I want you guys to understand my condition of where I was and where I'm at now and how God has brought me from a place of just almost death and disaster and, and down a dark road. I was going to hell. I was on the highway to hell with gold chains on. Certain people in my life, I was walking down. I was running to hell fast. And God one day just snapped. Like that. I'll tell you one night on September 14th, or September 15th of 2014, I prayed. And I asked God, I want you to change my life. I'm tired of these sins. I'm tired of these sleepless nights. Does it take a thousand? Does it take ten thousand to know that you're here? As we heard that beautiful song this morning, it kind of reminded me, and I understood that God was truly working through me, and I love that song. And I understand now that I had to go through uh, more than a thousand sleepless nights to know that he was there. I had to understand that me being who I wanted to be was going to lead me to die an er at an early age. It truly was. And I was so far lost. I was so far gone. So I finally found my, my city of refuge in Jesus and coming to him. And seeing everybody like you guys, it's just such an amazing blessing to be in a church family like you that's so loving that I haven't got to experience before. So this is some more of the city of refuge and... It actually doesn't look like a bad place to come and, and stay <laughs> and be safe and take your mind off of the people that are outside of those gates that have machetes. Some more of their uh, Hawaiian gods and their, uh, as far as pagan statues and everything. Okay, so week number four. So we were clearing for baptisms. Now, I told you about 45 people to 48 people, they wanted to get baptized. That's what they wanted to do. But did God really, was it in their minds and in their hearts? Were they truly changed? So it ended up happening that after 
we went through the clearing, and I sat in on some of those with different uh, leaders. People had confessions, and people didn't want to let things go, and there was a, a transgender named Kalei. And I had talked to her throughout the time that I was there at the Prophecy Seminar, and she wanted to change, but she didn't know how. She was a man, but she identified as a woman. She was in prison for 20 years. She finally got out. She was out for only two years. It's only been two years since she's been out after, like I said, 20 years. So when we went through clearing and baptisms, you could tell that she wanted to change, but something inside of her didn't want to let it go. She didn't want to identify as a man who God had created her to be. So she was not able to be cleared because of just certain different reasons because she said when she got baptized, she didn't want to become a member of Seventh-day Adventist Church. She wanted to just get baptized just to get baptized. So that was one of, uh, as far as the stories that happened, there's different people. There's another lady named Michelle that we were able to talk with, and, and, and she was so, she was, oh, amen, and she was the loudest one, and she was there, and she was grasping God. And, and after the clearing, I was down at the store, and I was walking through, and I seen her. And I didn't know what she was doing. I didn't know what she was buying. And, and I said, hi, Michelle. And she didn't know this, that I didn't know what she was. I didn't, she, I didn't know what she had in her hand. And I walked out, and I was walking away, and I was going back to the church. And she said, hey, Terrence, Terrence. And I said, turned around, and I was like, yeah, yeah, Michelle. And she had a brown bag. She's like, you know what? I know I went through clearing today. I, I know that I'm supposed to get baptized, but, but I don't think I can do it. And I said, why? She's like, you seen what I just bought? And I said, no. And I was like, what'd you buy, Michelle? What's in, what's in your bag? She said, well, there's, there's beer in here. There's alcohol. I have an addiction. I can't let it go. And I said, you know what, Michelle? I was like, I'm not going to condemn you for that. I'm not going to convict you for that. I'm your brother in Christ, and I love you. I want you to be able to get over this addiction. I want you to be able to get baptized and have a true change of heart when it's the right time and in God's time, not yours. She said, okay. And I said, can I say a prayer with you? She said, yeah, you can say a prayer with me, Terrence. So I was able to pray with Michelle. I was able to talk with her, and she was going to go back to her hotel. She's like, you know what? I need to call one of my sisters in Christ. I need to tell her what I'm about to do. And I said, okay, Michelle, well, go ahead, and you can do that. You can tell her what you're about to do. And from that, I didn't really see Michelle at any other meetings after that. So it's God's timing, not ours, and for the people that we want to save so bad and the people that we want to be able to help so bad, you know, sometimes God's just working on them, and you'll start to notice, and all you can do is really pray for them. We were able to go, uh, on, after the clearings, we were able to go ziplining for a little while. We were ziplining over waterfalls, you guys. We were going, I was about a couple hundred feet over waterfalls going on a zipline. First time in my life, first time in Hawaii, and we were having the experience of our life. That's Todd's little brother, uh, Micah. And Micah, he's, he's, uh, he's a funny little guy. He's, he's 14 years old. And I was able, he became one of my best friends. And every time Terrence was somewhere, Micah would be there. <laughs> so I had a little brother with me, Taj's little brother. That's us jumping for joy because we were that excited. That's Taj right up there. That's me on the side with the shaka again with my tongue out because I was just so happy. We finally went to a luau 
Um, and the luau is such a blessing uh, to be there and eat vegan food. Um, and I could say that some of these were sun-dried t- tomatoes. It's called mac salad. It's macaroni salad. They, they love that there. And then um, lao lao. And then we also had some tofu. And on the last day, it was a high Sabbath day. It was truly a blessing. We were able to hear the word of God from Taj and what would heaven be like. That was his sermon for that day. I was able to teach Sabbath school. All the little kids were able to tell me about their life. And we started to talk about God and started to talk about, you know, video games and and how that could have taken them away and distracted them and how they've gotten brought up in Seventh-day Adventist church their whole lives. So they didn't really see too much. They didn't really see too many parties and stuff like that. They didn't, they've never gone through any experiences. And I was able to talk with them and tell them, no matter what, just hold on to God. Just hold on to God. So then we went out and we went to a nearby beach, was right next to Four Mile. And we had a total from 48, we had 18 baptisms. So praise God for that. That's for some of the people that were uh, getting baptized and Taj was able to Baptized, this is a lady that was just super excited, and you could see the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit moving through her, and it's such a pure feeling, and we all know that when we have gotten baptized and we understand that we were once something of the world, and when we come up, we're a new creation of God. We're truly blessed. Some of my brothers right there that were at, at the uh, baptism and that were on Revelation of Hope, the children singing Father Abraham... Such a blessing on the last day, on the last Sabbath. Truly a blessing to see all these little kids, about 25 to 30 of them, marching. Father Abraham had many sons. And it was just, it was, it was a blessing. At the end, at the end, Taj did an appeal. And his appeal was, and he said, please, please. Can you please? And everyone started laughing, and everyone was wondering why he was saying please. And he said, can you please be my neighbor in heaven? And the Holy Spirit, and when you were in that room and in the environment, when he asked that, and what you had felt after he asked that, and how many people were smiling, how much hope that we know that we have an eternal life to look forward to. So let that be our faith, and it, let that overcome any fear or opposition of anything in life. So that was the end, and we took a goodbye picture, a revelation of hope. And you know what? At first, I thought things were just impossible. I thought things in my life, they weren't, I couldn't do it. And I understand I couldn't do it on my own. And you know what God says? Can you see the word impossible? Do you see anything else in it? I'm possible. That's what God told me. And through a a vision of God, I was able to see that. In the word that you don't think that you could see anything else in. In a world where you don't think that anything else can possibly happen, God says, I'm possible, Terrence. I'm the one in your life that's going to bring you through. I'm the one that's going to be able to get you to heaven. I am the one that gave you your life, and it is not your own. It truly isn't, you guys. And God's so, so good. And if we could play that video, and I'd just like to make an appeal after this video. 
And this is some of the revelation of hope. Some of the revelation of hope uh, members, and, and they were able to make a video, so able to put it out, and some of the community was able to watch it, and, and it was an invite uh, to Revelation of Hope, so we'll be coming on shortly. So today, you guys, I come to you and I ask you, in your own hearts, and where we're at today, we might be in the right place, but where is our hearts at? Where are we putting our faith? What are we believing in? What are we asking God for in our own lives, and how much faith do we truly have? So as you're seated right now, I'd like to pray, and I would like you guys to, if you haven't already, just make that commitment and that step right now to trust God and have more faith than you've ever had in your whole entire life, your, your whole entire experience, and you might think that you have enough faith already. You might feel like everything in your life is going fine, and you know what? I can't have more faith than I have right now, but you can. You can always have more faith. So as I pray, I ask you guys to, in your own hearts, ask for more faith and for God to work through us to be able to reach others so we can increase their faith as well. Heavenly Father, we come before you. This is a moving experience, God, and understanding the experiences that you have all brought us through in our individual life, God, and the faith that we have. God, please increase it. Please give us just blessings and miracles, and, and may we thank you for all of our trials that get us closer to you. May we know that you're there, God. May we always trust and have faith in you and not let our fears overcome them. We just love you and we ask you for your Holy Spirit just to move in us, God, right now, and where your love abounds, there is grace and mercy. We all just want to get to heaven, and may we increase the population of heaven by sharing our faith with others and sharing your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.